Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM proudly presents the 10th Inning Podcast, a weekly roundtable discussion about the wide world of baseball, keeping you up to date on America's national pastime. Now, here are your hosts, Jack Miller and Kara Guno. The World Baseball Classic has begun, and spring training is in full swing. We've got a chance to break that down here on the 10th Inning Podcast on RoanRadio.com, Channel 2. Caraguno with Jack Miller, of course, and Justin Locke and Brett Miller joining us once again. The usual squad. Right. This is, this <laughs> yeah. is a squad. It's become a, a weekly occurrence. A weekly occurrence for Brett and <laughs> usual usual weekly occurrence from Justin. Right. We've got the, the crew back in here. And, guys, the World Baseball Classic, it's a lot. we've got a lot of exciting things to talk about. Spring training, you know, season's inching close and closer we've seen some stars kind of shining on both ends of the, the cylinder right there and the world baseball classic you know that's gonna be really exciting we, we saw that team usa did a little exhibition last night which we'll, we'll get into that but first of all i want to talk about spring training what have you guys seen i know spring training is a lot of the guys a lot of the younger guys are coming out on there playing their teams everybody's kind of changing positions whatnot especially with the yankees they've thrown a lot of guys out there <laughs> as well a lot of the youngsters especially especially some pitching prospects a chance for them to kind of show their stuff but it doesn't really tell the whole story obviously you know pitchers aren't going to be at 100 percent. some guys could be rehab and things like that so what have you seen from some from some squads is there any players that jump out at you are there any teams that kind of jump out at you what has been your overall takeaway from these spring training games so far so for me um i really liked painter's debut um and but what sucks is he has the uh some right arm soreness or whatever but i don't think that's going to hurt him too much but um but altuve has been on fire lately for venezuela and he hit a single against his actual team the astros in the mlb <laughs> And uh, he hit two home runs on two swings against the Mets today. So he's been heating up. I mean, he was pretty much cold, like ice cold uh, throughout the entire playoffs. I think only had like two hits, and those both came from the World Series. So he he's, he came out of the last season cold, but now he's heating up for the World Baseball Classic. But, Brett, I know last episode you were hyping up Vlad. Mm -hmm. And he got some soreness in his knee, and he's going to be out for a little bit. Um, So... How do you feel about Vlad now? Uh, since he's got an injury ever since you hyped him up. I got to stand on it. I got to stand on it. Um, he'll be fine, Blue Jays fans. He'll be fine. <laughs> do they have a timetable for how long? I could. I didn't. A few weeks. I know I he's going to miss. A few weeks. He's going to miss the World Baseball Classic, which yeah, is unfortunate. Yeah, he will miss the World Baseball Classic. So I'm assuming it, he's out for the rest of the month. Okay. On track for opening day. Yeah, he's probably on track for opening day, but he's going to miss the entire yeah. spring training. The only scary thing with the, like the soreness thing is like those injuries tend to linger. Like, yeah. a lot of times with pitchers like elbow soreness or forearm tightness, that stuff will linger. I really hope that that's not the case. But he might sit out a few games because yeah. of his knee. You never know. Mm-hmm. So, but Here um, and there, yeah. Yeah, here and there, so you never know. But George Springer hit a bomb today, mm-hmm. his first of spring training. Um, so that train's getting... Blue Jays bandwagon is getting yeah, Blue, <laughs> full Blue steam. Jays, Blue Jays have been one of the most surprising teams, Justin. I mean, they've... They played two different teams in two different day or in the same day, and both both teams scored over ten runs. I mean, what what are your thoughts on the Blue Jays or the entirety of spring training? Uh, the Blue Jays again has a surprise, but overall spring training has been a success. I mean, a lot of people were questioning the pitch clock, and I mean, I th- it, I think it took a thirty minute difference uh, between last year's and this year's uh, spring training regular game time, and. Yeah, I mean, Boston's kind of, I think the Boston hasn't lost in spring training. If not, they tied once, I think. Um, I think the Royals have looked really well. I think they're 11-2 and two in spring training. Yeah, I mean, just like watching baseball, and we're, we're I think, 20, 21 days from opening day, I think. Yeah, 21 days from opening day. So, yeah. So we always got the countdown here. So. Three weeks, <laughs> of course. Three weeks. So, yeah, yeah, definitely excited for that. And mm-hmm. uh, obviously, we might talk about Harper a little bit later, but yeah. uh, Phillies are... Phillies are uh, the thing is with spring training you you never get the full picture it's just like summer league with the NBA and other stuff like that or preseason the NFL you're not going to get the full picture you you're going to see younger guys try to insert themselves in lineups and in their roles and but I, I think there's a lot of good teams here and it should be a great season yeah it should be a great season I'm kind of excited for the, our opening day um 
episode just because I got a lot of things in mind to talk about and talk about predictions and stuff like that. But um, I do want to harp on the injuries before we get into the World Baseball Classics. We have just got update um, actually like about five minutes ago or before we went on air that uh, Harper is not trying to rush anything. He is aiming for the all-star break. He wants to make sure he's fully healthy um, for when he comes back. So he's looking he's looking great. He was in the cages today, um, getting some getting some swings in for uh, to try and get back as as in the timetable he wants to. And then today we found out that Carlos Rodon of your Yankees, Kara, uh, is out with an injury, and he will be on the IL for opening day with a left forearm strain. So now you got two starters down the drain. You got three with you got Garrett Cole, Severino, and Nestor Cortez, who opted himself out of the World Baseball Classic. I think wasn't it due to injury, or was it just he just wanted to opt out? I think it was due to injury, but more on the precautionary side yeah. than anything. So you can hope that he'll be back by opening day, or if not, yeah. you know, maybe a week or two later. But, but still, he's out right now. Right. So you have three of your starting pitchers down, down and out. So how do you feel about your pitchers? I mean, I, I'm. I won't lie. I had a full Phillies episode, or like <laughs> Phillies fans episode uh, last week, and we were saying that it's just Judge and some scrubs. Like, there's no, there's no. I'm not here. The well, <laughs> that's what, but that's but that's who it is. I mean, you got like your next best guy. I mean, it's Rizzo and Cole. But other than that, I mean, I don't know if you want to talk. I mean, besides your prospects, I don't think you want to talk about the rest of the team and what they do. I mean, but your pitching. I mean, it's just not looking good right now. And in the bullpen, you have Tommy Canely, who's probably going to start on the IL too, and Lou Trevino, who was like, he was a cr- crucial addition to the squad after the midseason. And I'm looking right now just to confirm the timelines. And Trevino's out till May, and Canely's going to start throwing next week. So those okay. are even more, you know, you're still worried about these these guys. Yeah. And then you. Nestor, I, I want to say that it's more of the precautionary side. I have a feeling that he'll bounce back. But Rodon, the guy that you were, I mean, obviously you're very excited about this guy to come in. And he could he could be the ch- a changer in the whole squad. You know, yeah. you need somebody like that on this team. And for him, and when it says, it says left forearm, even, you know, elbow, that's scary. That's just, in general, that that's something that you don't want to see. Yeah. And that's just, you're always erring on the side of, you know, you're always thinking of the negative, always thinking of the worst possible outcome. But you know, he signed a six-year, $162 million contract. And it's scary because, what, 21 days out of the season to start, and you're already worried about him and not knowing when he's going to st- come back and, you know, show his pinstripes for the first time. But he did get roughed up in his last outing and his last, you know, time pitching. So I think that might have been, like, a little warning sign that, Something wasn't right with him, but I mean, obviously that can not show. You know, might not be a good in spring training, but you can still dominate in the regular season. But still, you, I think I he can probably feel that something was wrong. But I heard him say that he would rather be precautionary now and then take the take some chance to rehab now than obviously in the postseason where he wants to be and have that stressor and everything not working out right now. So you want him to err on the side of precaution and start the season off training and rehabbing before he gets it could be even more serious but it's it's devastating to say the least for this Yankees lineup for their pitching staff that faltered in the postseason and and you want to you want them to start off the, the right note and it doesn't seem like it's going to be that way yeah so you don't know how the Yankees are going to start Brett was here last week so I'll ask the question to Justin how do you feel about the Yankees at least for opening day I mean you uh the <laughs> arson judge was supposed supposed to go to the Giants on uh, um so and that that's who they're playing on opening day I mean it you don't know how they're going to turn out I mean it's a big old question mark for them you don't know if they're going to start off slow or start off hot yeah I, the Yankees usually every year are in the top top contenders and they find a way to, to fall off like not fall off completely but fall off to not win the title yeah and this year the, as you said the team built around Obviously, Judge isn't a lot, and Mm-mm. now with the pitching, it's going to be a little bit rough to start this start April off. And if you go into a, a hole, last year they were really they did really well in the first half of the season, but then I think August was their worst month. And but if you have, if you have a horrible month in April and May, may maybe even it's going to be very hard to dig yourself out of the hole. I mean, again, the Red Sox look good right now. Uh, maybe the Rays, Blue Jays, like the the, yeah. the whole the whole division is pretty solid. I mean, 
Orioles haven't done anything in years. But like, yeah. besides that, to the point, I mean, Yankees have been make make or break win a title, and they haven't won since '09. I don't think they've been in, in a World Series since '09 against yeah. the Phillies. So, I mean, the Astros, obviously, American League, they've been dominant completely the entire time. But it's it's kind of like like Judge only is going to be there for how many seasons is Judge signed for? What was it, Kara? Was it seven, right? I think it might have been seven. So it was seven. Yeah, it was seven. Yeah. And he actually, I saw this, he actually turned down an offer um, from the Padres, 12 years, 415 million. So wow. from the Padres. It's actually nine years. With nine years. So, yeah, yeah, but he turned down a 12-year deal with the Padres. So, But it's a yeah. lot of years. But, I mean, as you said, it's it's hard to come back when you're da- if you're down in a hole in May. I mean, you saw – the Phillies do it. I mean, they were in that hole with uh, Joe Girardi, but mm-hmm. were able to come back, barely make the playoffs, and go <laughs> on that They had run. to go on, like, a 103-win pace from June until yeah. through September. And like, that's the kind of pace they had yep. to go on and to set the standard for Yeah, and, and the thing start. is, is with the AL East is everyone is—it's not—the AL East isn't a walk-through division. No. I mean, every team you have to fight to win. I mean— the Rays always find a way to win. The Orioles are trying to come up. I mean, they had the biggest leap out of any team last year. And then you have uh, the Red Sox, who improved heavily. And then you have the Blue Jays, who are still trying to dominate and trying to win the AL East this time. So that AL East is just, it's its a whole, like, if you fall into a hole, you're probably going to stay in that hole for the rest of the season just because of how tough that division is. Thankfully for them this season, if they do go into a hole, they don't have to play their division as much. I mean, mm-hmm. you still have to play them yeah. the most. But you're playing every team now, which may or may not help them. Who knows? But, um, but yeah, if the Yankees fall into this hole, I mean, it's going to be tough. If I'm a Yankee fan, though, I have confidence. Like, if I were to end up as a wild card in a short series, you're going to throw out Cole, Nestor, and then either probably Rodon in yeah. game three of a wild card. Rodon in game two. I wouldn't put him in game Like, pick your poison. Yeah, but, but you have still. three really good starters, and as long as you have three really good starters in a shortened playoff series, you're going to have a legit shot. Exactly. So, And once they get, if they do make it to that wild card, I feel like the Yankees are just at that state where they probably could make it out of the wild card, but who knows where they'll yeah. go after because we've seen them crumble um, in the past. So I want to add, though, that I saw this thing on Twitter that said Yankees pitchers acquired since the 2022 trade deadline. So, of course, Frankie Montas is out for most of 2023. And that's and he even said that he went on record saying that he wasn't 100% when he was traded to the Yankees, which is absolutely insane. That Yeah, it's the physical thing. Like, like with Correa, he had that physical stuff. And now it's – and some sometimes they don't even check the physicals of other players. Uh, like yeah, they some only teams just don't like care. This, they, they just check them on the star players now or – they just don't care, as you just said. Right. He said he was trying to push through and trying to show the Yankees what he could do, but obviously they went back and, and bit him. And then I talked about uh, Lou Trevino starting on the season in the IL. Scott Efros, who was killer in the bullpen, he's has Tommy John, so he's going to be out most of the year. And then Kaylee talked about it again, starting on the IL. And then Rodon starting on the IL. So half these guys, like these guys that they traded, that's five guys since the deadlo- deadline in 2022 that are not going to be on the opening day starting, like not going to start with the team. So that's just devastating for the the Yankees at a, as a whole. But, I mean, Rodon said that he said from his direct quote saying that he's not here to pitch till the All-Star break. He's here to pitch well into, well into October. So whatever the team needs me, like if it's October 5th in the ALDS, I'm taking the ball. So at least he knows that he has his mindset that the Yankees are going to be that playoff team. Yeah. But you want to start off in the season on the right foot. But uh, you can understand why he's kind of being a little hesitant and rather just be safe than sorry. But it seems like the Yankees are not starting at the season where they want to be at, yeah. at all. And especially after their offensive offense wasn't good in the playoffs, especially against the Astros. And then to start with pitching-wise, where you kind of thought there was that's going to be their strong suit with Rodon. And now that's kind of going the opposite way. It's it's gonna It could be tough uh, first couple weeks for the Yankees. I think it's a really big year for Aaron Boone. Yeah. I think it's almost a make-or-break year. To the That's point where, true. like, you've gone to the wild card, you've got to the DS. The talent is not as hot, as not and as... NLCS. NLCS. Uh, ALCS, ALCS. Yeah. But, um, I mean, you're not stacked roster-wise like he's been in years past. It's going to be a really cool test to see what he does with this roster. Yeah, I mean, there's a... Uh, some of these teams might crumble right out of the gate, and it'll swing things over to World Baseball Classic. Some of the national teams are crumbling out of the gate. 
One of them, one of them being Team USA. Um, the Canada's team is fell to the Cubs yesterday. The Team USA lost to the Giants yesterday. Uh, Colombia scrambled out of Oakland uh, three to two. Mexico lost to the Guardians. Didn't even put up a run six to zero. And uh, Great Britain also lost to the Brewers nine to th- nine eight or excuse me eight to two. And the uh, Red Sox beat. Uh, Cuba the other day, 9-3. to three. So, I mean, there's a lot of teams that are losing to MLB teams that shouldn't be, right. especially Team USA. Israel also, also lost to the Marlins, 11-5. to five. And a lot of these teams, the MLB teams, are mainly prospects. Um, yeah. It's very odd to me seeing this, that especially the team, like the stack lineup of Team USA, um, losing... Five to one to the San Francisco Giants. I mean, these got like Team USA is filled with MVPs, Cy Youngs, Silver Sluggers, guys that's hit fifty plus homers. You have Schwarber who last year hit forty six <laughs> homers, Trout who hit forty home runs in one hundred twenty games or whatever. Like these guys have done great things for the entire MLB and are falling short to just prospect MLB teams. I, I want to turn this to you, Brett, but, like, why are these teams falling short to these MLB squads? I mean, some of them I was expecting to not do great, um, to be fair. So, but with a team like, um, or not Cuba, I meant for the Boston game, it was, they beat Puerto Rico. Um, with teams like Puerto Rico, um, the Team USA, Israel, Mexico especially, yeah. Canada giving up 11, I mean... A lot of these teams are not winning against these MLB teams, and I don't... I can't put my finger on it. I can't. Baseball is weird like that, where I guess, like... I I really could not give you a a concrete answer on why... uh, They had to go against Manea. Why uh, (laughs) Brewers prospects are hanging nine runs on Great Britain, but... I mean, we'll see USA on what, Saturday against uh, Great Britain? So, yeah, they'll be playing on... On I think it's Friday or no it uh, is no, Saturday. No, 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 it is Saturday. Saturday. I had it as Friday. My apologies. It is Saturday. Um, and then Mexico on Sunday. And then play. yeah, but and that Mexico game is sold out. So everyone really wants to see that game. I mean, it's a border rivalry, so it's I not surprised that it's sold out. But um, but yeah, we play our uh, the Team USA plays their first game in on <laughs> Saturday against Great Britain. And uh, the big thing I keep seeing on TikTok is oh. Yep. We tied them yep. in soccer. It's been all over mine oh as well. Now, and now it's time for them to play us in our sport. So Wainwright is starting in game one against uh, the United Kingdom. And Justin, uh, you had Clayton Kershaw and Cortez both opt out of the World Baseball Classic. And now it's Adam Wainwright, Adam Wainwright, geez, um, who's 41 years old, starting as the <laughs> pitcher for game one against Great Britain. How do you feel about Wainwright being the ace of Team USA? I mean, it's unfortunate that you had some of these guys opt out, but we're falling all the way down to Wainwright. At this point, our rotation doesn't look that sharp when you look at it. Yeah, and as you said, 41 years old. He went 11-12 last year, 371 ERA, 143 strikeouts. I mean... Looking at it, I kind of scared that Wainwright's the ace. I mean, yeah. obviously, if it was Kershaw, I'd be like, "Oh, okay, yeah, it's not liable." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I didn't even know Wainwright was going to play another year. I thought he was done, and then yeah. he's like, "Oh, I'm going to I'm going to be on this team this year." And then, yeah, so again, it's a lot about your pitching matters because, as we've seen in some teams where, let's say, Degrom has a great outing, right, for the Mets, so many times, then the Mets couldn't get any, couldn't get enough runs, they lost a the game. So it's really about your your run scored anyway. So let's say if they put up five, six runs against Great Britain or Cuba or whoever, like Wainwright is not gonna play he's not gonna pitch every game. So as long as he doesn't I'm not saying Wainwright's a bum or anything, I'm he should pitch well. And yeah. I, I think that as long as he can hold a team to maybe two to three runs, I think that the United States can win majority of his starts throughout the classic. Yeah, and for me, looking at Team USA's lineup, it's going. It starting pitchers for Team USA are these guys that are the two or three of some teams that are not not that, that great. Yeah. You have you guys. You they have Freeland of the Rockies. I mean, Brady Singer. Brady Singer. Like you guys have these start. They have these starting pitchers that 
don't do well in the MLB, and when you put them against the best players in, like, the best national teams, I mean... I feel it just smells trouble, Brett. I mean, yeah. just looking, just just looking at. So they're going to have to score touchdowns if they're going to yeah. compete against teams like <laughs> so, Dominican Republic. And at, speaking of the Dominican Republic, a game, the biggest game I have circled on my calendar is Saturday, seven p.m. Dominican Republic versus Venezuela. Yeah. The DR is starting Al- Alcantara. Yeah, Alcantara. Yeah. So, and Venezuela's lineup is stupid. Yeah, so it's, it's going to be so much insane. fun. I mean. I had we, I was going to talk about this later, but we can talk about it now. Do you see them being this dark horse or this team to beat? Which one? Um, Venezuela. Venezuela. I really like them as a dark horse. Yeah. I like them. I like uh, Japan as another dark horse. But I don't see Japan as a dark horse. I would. They have a. Bu- I, would, I, I mean, saw. I didn't. I I didn't know who these guys were, but I saw a TikTok about their starting rotation. It's like three guys that like consistently just pump a hunter. Yeah. And like these like weird ghost ball. It's oh, crazy. Yeah, yeah like uh, Senga does. So yeah. I mean, for me, I see Japan as always a dominant force in the World Baseball Classic since they've won two, and they also have Otani, true the best player in baseball. Yeah. So, Senga's like um, their four. But the one that I mean, they're two and zero already. Is Netherlands. 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 I was gonna. Netherlands yes. is looking great. Yes. I mean, Didi had Didi, some. Oh Didi Gregorius <laughs> had uh, had some clutch plays. Both Xander on and the bat and on the field, and Xander Bogarts hit a bomb. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was looking at see, them. Do we? All right, can we? Care? I'll put this to you. Do you think Gregorius is coming back if he performs at this continuous state throughout the entire World Baseball Classic? I think he could be a backup. I think mm-hmm. that he could join a, a backup team. So right now he has no no team, right? No team. I mean, he could be uh, for sure. He could be a backup. You could see he was on the Yankees. He was their starting shortstop after uh, Jeter was gone. He yeah. was their shortstop. So and then he was on the Phillies. So yeah. he's been he playing. Sh- yeah, right. opening day starter. Right, last year. he's been playing mm-hmm. on these high profile teams. And if he can yeah, prove he was, yeah. that he can be in the Netherlands and compete, why not give him a shot? Yeah. I think for sure he deserves to be out there. So, I mean, how old is he? Is he older? So he's well, he, be like, he he's started north his career of in twenty twenty in twenty twelve and. And his birth year was in 1990, so he's around 33 years old. Um, he just turned 33 about a month ago, so he's around 33 years old, uh, tailing towards the end of his end of his career. But he got cut by the Phillies last year. Right. Um, went pretty much once Bryson Stott came up and whatnot. Uh, only played in th- 63 games for the Phillies. Uh, only uh, four home run or no, uh, one home run for the Phillies. But the year before that, he had 13. But I mean, his dominant year was in uh, was in 2017 and 2018, batting in the upper 200s, 287 in 2017 and 268 in 2018. I mean, he had a good prime. I mean, yeah, every, he, did. I, he was a guy that everyone liked, and yeah, like even for like guys, I feel, well, it depends on the team you ask, but like, like <laughs> I liked DD before he came to the Phillies. Yeah, I, I think he was DD. like he was such this cool personality, these cool bat flips that everyone liked seeing, and just. Pimped balls into right he's clutch. field. Clutch. He's yeah. clutch. Yeah, I mean, he he. What was it? That also the wild card game against the Twins. He, oh my god! He juiced that three run homer run, in the first yeah. inning to bring him tied. So, I mean, he had a, he had a very good very good season or very good career, I should say. Um, but it's unfortunate that he's just kind of going down. I have a, like a this is such a hunch and like a, a boiling hot take. Yeah. I could see him like ring chasing at the deadline and like mm-hmm. you know how like the Braves have this weird like thing where they take. Guys that are just like cooked, and then they bring them in, and they just refine themselves. Yeah, imagine if they like brought him in at the deadline, and Didi's back hitting like two sixty, two seventy. They need a shortstop. They do need a shortstop. So I mean, they might do that with Didi. It's a very, very long shot, but there's a hole there. Yeah, the problem is though is you have you already have a guy like Olsen. I mean, thankfully for them, for the Brave situation, that the uh, the shift's gone, Mm -hmm. but um. For, like, you already have Olsen, you know, who's a true lefty hitter who pulls everything. Albies is a lefty, too. Albies is a switch. Oh, yeah, true. But mainly everyone's a righty, so you expect him to bat left. Bats lefty most of the time. But the thing is, is, so you already have Olsen. Do you want two true lefty hitters? Because if you look at his home run spray chart, it's all into right field. The farthest left he's gone is just center field, like (laughs) straight away center field. So Yeah, it's a a long shot. It's a long shot for Didi. If Didi wants to ring chase and... Have a shot. Could be an option. It could be an option. But, uh, I mean, do you agree with Brett's hot take, uh, Justin? Do you see him going to, like, just start ring chasing? Boiling hot take. (laughs) It's not a hot take. I honestly agree with it. Are you on on board with that? I'm on board with it. I think that's not a bad idea just to say, oh, I got a ring in my career. I mean, 
it's not a bad He's take. He's at that but, point. I mean, I agree with it. What do you think, Justin? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't think it's a hot take. I think, yeah. again, he's only 33. I mean, 33 is kind of older in the winner in the league, but he could definitely get on a team that 270, 275 and contend for a title. He's not going to be the number one player on a team. No. Nothing wrong with that. We, we see guys in multiple leagues ring chase and try to get a ring before they, they hang hang up the cleats or choose anything. And it's just, I think he's shown that he still has some juice in him, and I think it's kind of a good thing for, I mean, hey, Netherlands, maybe they'll make a run. Maybe, hey, what if, they might pull it off. You never know. But yeah. it's it's definitely good to see some guys like Didi who didn't, didn't even play, we'd say he played 40 games or 60 games last year. Uh, he played 63 games last year. Yeah, so, I mean, he didn't play the whole—he played less than half the year last year, and it's—obviously, wish you would, would have saw him for more games last year, but, yeah, I mean, maybe the Braves— I mean, I don't think he's going to just sign with a random team at the bottom. I think he's going to have yeah. to go contender, contender, or he's just going to probably just not come back at all. Yeah. I mean, it's it, we we'll see what happens. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets picked up in like the trade. It's deadline. perfect for him that the World Baseball Classic, like this is yeah. his tryout. This is pretty much his tryout to get back in. That's why. That's why perfect for him. That's why we're bringing it up, you know. So, um, there's two or three more games I want to bring up before we jump into who we think is going to come out of uh, each pool. But um, so this is just very interesting. Uh, a very interesting thing that I might just want to touch on quick with you, Kara. But Panama played two World World Baseball Classic games in one day, and they beat the Chinese Taipei twelve to five, and then lost to the the Netherlands the same day, three to one. I think it's a little unfair to give Panama two games in the World Baseball Classic in one day. I mean, I get I I understand if they're like big in time, like a big there's a big difference in the time, but. In the same day, I mean, I don't think they're they're not going to sleep like right after the game. I think they're just going to stay wired and try and keep warm. But I think it's a little unfair to give Panama two games in the World Baseball Classic on the same day. Yeah, that's kind of unfortunate for Panama. And then they start off on tonight at eleven thirty. They're playing Cuba. Yeah, so, so they're not having an easy schedule uh, at all. And then I'm looking back, and they're playing Italy on Friday. So. That's kind of not easy. Not <laughs> easy to say the least at all for this squad, and that's gonna. I mean, the first couple games you can kind of get the sense of how it's gonna go, but they're gonna have their work cut out for them for sure. And I think a lot of teams, you never know, like you, like Netherlands, you you jump that jumps out at you as a team, and yep. I mean, their I, jerseys are sick. That's all. Uh-huh. They're I so fun. Yeah. <laughs> like they throw bullpen games every game. Yeah. I was looking at their box score before. And it's like one inning, one inning, one inning. <laughs> they're just throwing the kitchen sink every yeah. game. It's so sick. <laughs> gonna be fun to watch for sure and it's i, I love how like so easily accessible it, uh, it, it is also for us it's like fox sports one fox sports two to be like you can watch it anytime like and you can sit and throw it on 11, 11 o'clock at night before you go to sleep you can watch it unless you're getting up at five or six o'clock in the morning i don't know about you but i'm not getting up that early to watch maybe if usa is on can't unless i got class can't say i would be up at that time <laughs> But we'll see it's gonna be for sure definitely fun and you got your calendar circled for the usa game that's going to be one that to to definitely keep your eyes on for sure and kind of tell to see. I I love I want to see USA together and how they're going to just that lineup. I saw even Trey Turner was like the seventh seventh hitter. Yeah, seventh hitter. Like that's McNeil's insane. McNeil's like the batting champ, batting like last. Right, yeah. like that's, that's insane. That's crazy. Is it, what it, well, Schwarber was batting third. Third, right? yeah. Like, and he should be batting first. <laughs> right. Well, but some, well, I mean, I get that there's Mookie and Trout. Mookie Trout, and Trout, right? Yeah. That just goes to show but that. Yeah. Their lineup's deep. Indeed, <laughs> that's crazy. that's the crazy yeah. part of it. The guy who you're gonna have your leadoff man for the Phillies yeah. is batting in the seventh hole, and like, you don't have Michael Harris um, in that lineup at all, who was the batting champ. Oh so, <laughs> so I mean, it's it's crazy that how deep this as USA deep as the the order is, the pitching could not be as like any more thin. Yeah. in my opinion, I want to bring this up before we go to the other two games. Um, I saw. I was looking at Great Britain's lineup, and there are some players that are not originally from Britain, right? And they were, uh, some of them, I think it's like half their bullpen, or not bullpen, half their pitching squad is uh, was born in the U.S. So, I don't know, like, how, like, that works. Because, like, I wanted to ask you this, because I genuinely didn't know. So, I just, I just wanted to throw the question out there. So, like, I, like, me personally, I'm from... Ireland, like the two main countries I'm from are Ireland and Germany, right? So if I'm from there, right, could I compete for 
Ireland or Germany That's or whatever. Interesting. Because these guys are being are born in the US mm-hmm. but they're not like I get that Team USA's lineup is stacked, but I don't think that means you should go to where your past parents are from, you know. There's a lot of NBA players that change. Like I know Joel Embiid's from Cameroon. Well yeah. And now he, he plays for the French national team. Yeah, so it's super like, so it's super weird. I don't I don't know how it works, but I know that I there are guys that play for different nationalities. Exactly. So I mean like Justin, do you think it's like a little bit of not it's not cheating, but like kinda like unfair that like not all these guys on like the Britain squad or whatever or if you look at other teams like they're not from Britain they're from they were born in another country yeah I mean fair it's if they go out there and they let's let's say Britain just wins the whole thing they don't lose at all then it might be like oh that wasn't fair because they got but it did not not like they have Trout or Otani or something like same like the NBA if let's say Giannis was like I'm going to play for the U.S. now yeah, Greece would be screwed. They have no chance at all. True. It's it, it's like because if the top international players in each league said, "Oh, I'll screw my international team, I'm going to go to the U.S." The U.S. is going to win every, which usually they always do anyway. So, yeah. but in the World Baseball Classic, yeah, I mean, Great Britain isn't favored at any margin. I think they're they might be a top ten team. Maybe they might slide in at ten. I don't see them going. Their birth countries, like more than half the team, is born in the U.S. Yeah, so. exactly. So, I mean, it's just, it's a little weird, Kara, that, that these guys are born in a different country. Not just the U.S., but for other teams, mm-hmm. they're not born from said country. I know some teams like the Dominican Republic, they're all from there. Like, yeah. don't yeah. get me wrong, but there's some other national teams, like out in Europe, that are just kind of pulling people from the U.S. since they're quote-unquote... Yeah. yeah, plucking them. They're just plucking them out into Europe just because they're quote-unquote from there. Their past parents are. So, do you see it as unfair in a sense that they're not specifically from like they weren't born in like Italy or uh Britain or whatnot or what do you, how do you see the whole situation well I think you can even compare it to like the Olympics too because there's certain people that go there they live there from the U.S. or and their their family's from China or Japan and they go play for Japan because that's where they that's where their parents were born and that's where they're they're tied to that's where they have citizenship so that's you can kind of pull in that sense as well but then if you're not going to get a shot on Team USA and pitch or in what other country and then go play for your, go play for the parents of your parents country I think it's a, just a shot in general just to to represent a, a country that you feel tied to um I'm, I'm just looking at the official rules it you know you not just you can play for not just the country that you were born in you can also play for a country that you become a citizen for it, or a country that you want, want to represent in a different reason so there for example uh jock peterson usa he's he's eligible to become an israeli citizen and then randy Orzarena, who's from cuba he was a mexican city he became a mexican citizen last year so those guys can play for those different countries so you can kind of see why they yeah. want to maybe they want to play for their heritage, play for the country that their family's from, or they don't want to maybe just join Team USA and the whatever country they're. Um, mostly, it's because they want to play for what country they're born in. But when you want to maybe because you want to represent somebody from you're just a, a different heritage that you see or a different ethnicity that you want to uh, just represent. So I think there's I think there's a lot more stories that we obviously don't know. We can't tell from our side, but. Yeah, for the other teams like Great Britain, who else would they have on their team, though? True. Who else? I don't know. Obviously, don't really know a lot about baseball in, mm-hmm. in, in England and in Great Britain. So I don't know if they have, like, a, a feeder program to have top prospects. It's kind of maybe they just want guys who have their heritage, and they'll come play for them and then see kind of see how it goes because they won't probably get a shot on Team USA. They won't get a shot on different countries. So that, I, can, I think it just kind of works. Whatever guy just wants to play for them, they'll go, they'll go play for them and then um, – See how it goes. Yeah, I mean, we'll see how it goes. But uh, the crate there, there's one game in the World Baseball Classic that I definitely want to touch on before we get into the pools and who's making out of each pool and whatnot. Um, so Australia played South Korea, and I think this this might be contender of like World Baseball Classic game of the year, depending on how the other um, the other like playoff games or not playoff games, but other World Baseball Classic like championship games go, but. Australia played South Korea, and the final score was eight to seven, and Australia pulled off the win in uh, out in Asia, and Australia was up five to four, and uh, Baeko Kong hit a double and celebrated afterwards and came off the base as he was celebrating and got <laughs> tagged out. Oh my the next guy comes up, hits a single 
with nobody on base, so they did not oh. score a run. And they lost by one run. So this game could have gone to extras. It could have, We could have had an extra innings battle between Australia and South Korea. But I, it's it sucks that, I mean, South Korea is huge into baseball, and like they just started getting into it. But that's just such a devastating loss. You saw the guy's face. I don't know if you guys saw the clip, Brad. I think you saw the clip, right? Yeah, he was, like, celebrating. He was celebrating, but afterwards, he was so devastated. He was, yeah, he was. Like, his face was in shock, like, holy crap, I just got out. Yeah, like, like, yeah. I mean, it was also just a devastating loss, and and there's a lot of heated moments in that game uh, from the entire Australian South Korea. It was such a, like, a... An I like baseball is such an ironic sport. Like the irony of him, of course, getting picked off on second, and then of course the next guy has to single yeah. that would have scored him, mm-hmm. and then they lose by one. And like it, by the one. irony of baseball is just mm-hmm. never fails. Yeah. So the like, like, do you see South Korea now just like going to chill out in the celebrating now? Since <laughs> they have I, to, I mean, I'm sure they have to. Pool play is so hard though because it reminds me of the World Cup. Like right, you lose is, one, much is, yeah. you lose one game, and like. You're really buried. Like yeah. Cuba is zero two. There's no, I don't. There's no way they make it out of that pool. Yeah. It, so yeah, and the margin for error is so small in did pool they play. play. Any games yet, or have they played? Because I thought they played uh, against an MLB team. Cuba. Yeah. They are zero and two in pool play. Yeah. They were pool A. So yeah. So I don't. Yeah. Zero and two. I don't see them. I think they're cooked. I, they're 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 cooked. But and this was one of those teams that we saw were like, oh, dark horse potential. But now they're. In the dark. The Netherlands, who would have thought? Yeah, but the Netherlands, I think, was definitely a team to keep an eye on. But now, I mean, they're 2-0. Yeah, I mean, yeah. now you have to pay attention. Now to you got to pay attention. So, um, so, yeah, I mean, a lot of great World Baseball Classic games. The last one I want to touch on is uh, Otani just dominating Justin. I mean, he pitched and hit in the same game, uh, pitched four innings, five strikeouts. He got uh, only gave up one hit. Uh, and allowed zero runs, and also went two for four with a double, as well as two RBIs and a walk. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's just Otani just beating pretty much China on it on his own. I mean, it's crazy what this guy can do. But what's so interesting is he can carry. Like, I mean, he's won so many games for the Angels, but it's it's what's weird to me is he is so good for like the Japan team. I get that the Japan team is probably more loaded than the Angels team, but it's just crazy that his mentality doesn't come out more and help the Angels uh, than it should. So, like, he's he's on the tear right now for Japan, and, I mean, you're probably going to see Japan come out of their pool be just because of Otani alone, Justin. Yeah, because they're in the pool with Australia, Czech Republic, uh, China, and Korea, and that, of course, we just talked about that Korea loss, which... That, that might haunt you down the line. If, yeah. if he doesn't step off, he doesn't do the little dance thing, that would have been a win. I <laughs> yeah, mean, exactly. it simple as that. And, yeah, I mean, Otani, I, I, again, we, we talk with the Angels for days about how they haven't brought enough talent in there. It's Trout, it was Trout, and then Otani came in, so now it's Trout and Otani. And, but Trout's been a little injured there, but not so much Trout here. But, yeah, I, in that pool, I would I'd be surprised if Japan doesn't come out of there as one of the two teams because, yeah, Australia did get their win in their first game, but I I would have thought Korea would have probably been well. Obviously, you only played one game, so I can't. Yeah. And it was a a fluke loss, you can say. So, yeah, I would say Japan is one of the two teams. I know we haven't got to that the two the pools, but yeah, yeah. I, I, Otani is such a good player that you don't really need so much name power in a tournament in, in a classic like this. You just need to perform when it matters. Yeah. So let's talk about the pools since we're run out of time and you yeah. got off sides in about a few minutes so a quick question about yeah. the pool how we said it is world cup style if it comes down to it like let's say team usa is two and one and mexico is two and one does it go to run run scored i think it goes or run differential i would i would Ooh. think just knowing how because i know the world cup sport, is goal differential i mean it probably it might be run differential i would assume but me just knowing like how our sports like MLB and yeah. all that mm-hmm. stuff it goes head to head first. Head to head makes sense. So like if head. Mexico, oh, it probably beats, does go head to head. If Mexico yeah. beats USA, they have the, I would assume that, and they're both two and one. I would assume yeah. that Mexico moves on. It goes so. to I'm looking at the pool play, pool 
pool play tiebreakers head-to-head first, and then it goes lowest quotient of fewest runs allowed divided by the number of defensive outs recorded <sighs> in games between the teams that are tied. What? And then oh it's just going – and then it – like it goes then lowest quoted of fewest earns run divided by the number of defensive outs recorded in games between the teams that are tied, and then it goes the highest batting average in games between the, the games. Okay. So let's first hope it let's hope it doesn't go past yeah. head to head. First of all, you just have to win the head to head. That's yeah. what just win. Win. Just, just win, just win, yeah. just, just win, okay. just win the head to head, and you'll escape. Since we're talking about uh, Japan, South Korea, and uh, Australia, we'll. Uh, We'll start off with Pool B, which is Japan, South Korea, Australia, and then uh, China, and also the Czech Republic. Um, I think we can all agree Japan's coming out of Pool B. That's one of them. Yes. Yeah, but the other two. I think the other, like, that Australia and Korea game, I think that was a very important game. And I think since Australia won that, I think Australia is going to come out of Pool B surprisingly. Slight edge. A slight edge, just simply because they beat uh, they beat Korea. But if like does it's such a do you guys up. see Korea coming out of Pool B or no? I mean, because I think since Australia won this game and just how dominant Japan is, only two teams come out of each pool. So they have the head to head. And yeah, so and they have the head to head Australia. So I think you got to assume. I think I have to give it to Australia because yeah. of the head to head and. Yeah. It's a lot easier. I mean, it's a lot easier to sit here and say, "Oh, they're one and zero. They're probably th- gonna make like, it before out." Before that game, I would have said Korea, but now since they lost to Australia, I think you got to say Australia just simply because they won that game. I mean, crazy how the first game of their World Baseball Classic was the most important. But I mean, I think that's just how the cookie crumbles. So, um, so we'll move to Pool A, which is uh, Chinese Taipei, Netherlands, Cuba, Panama, and Italy, and. Uh, Cuba's down 0-2, uh, so and Italy started off strong with their win uh, against uh, against Cuba in ten innings. So another another tough game for Cuba to lose. But Chinese Taipei they lost to Panama in twelve to five, and I think that uh, since also Panama lost against Netherlands, I think it's going to be Italy and Netherlands. But that just it's just all simply because of these first few games. I'm not counting out Panama just yet. No, I'm yeah. not counting out Panama, but it, the two teams that come out of this, I think from what has happened so far, it's probably, I think Netherlands since they're 2-0, mm-hmm. and then probably Italy since they've only played one game against Cuba and one. And, I, and, and Italy's kind of a dark horse as well, and a lot of these European teams are kind of like this dark horse. But, Kara, um, do you see... Um, do you see Panama coming out or Cuba potentially doing something crazy or no? What do you see? Out of Cuba's play? obviously, if the, obviously they don't win the next game, they're done. Either way, they have to at least, I think they'd have to have score runs first of all. But then <laughs> Italy, they're a team I think can, that can also compete. But Panama, like Brett said, I wouldn't count them out. I really wouldn't because I think this this pool, just looking at it, could come down. This and Pool D, I think, are going to be the most the closest finishes if you're just looking at the pool player from the team's standpoint right now. I wouldn't count I definitely wouldn't count Panama out right now, but they have played two games. So I think the Italy game will tell a lot of what obviously if they won their two and now like Netherlands, if they lose their one and one, so then it kinda becomes fifty fifty Paul fifty fifty game in that sense. So I think next game for Italy will will tell a lot as well. But Chinese Taipei is always a team that Kind of could be sneaky in a sense. I think they could they could get two two wins, but they are going to be on the lower end of it still. Yeah. So they could even be fifty five hundred and then still end up losing the not being the top two teams. So I think that's going to see what's going to tell a lot in this play the next game for Italy for sure. Yeah. So I mean, a lot of crazy teams in Pool A. I think the craziest one is Pool D, but we'll start off. Yeah. with we'll go, Our next one is Pool C. So you got USA, Mexico, Colombia, Canada, and Great Britain. I first want to talk about Canada's jerseys. Uh, first of all, I mean, uh, if you guys didn't see it, they're it's pretty much all red. They have some stripes on their neck and the stripes on like their shoulders a little bit. And a lot of people are saying that these are worse uniforms than people have gotten in Little League. So, oh, oh, um, wow. <laughs> I uh, did everyone has anyone seen them or no? No, I don't know. Okay, so I think everyone should look them up right now, <laughs> <laughs> and I want everyone's opinion on this because they don't 
look the greatest. I think that's probably one of the worst. I mean, Netherlands is great. Their jerseys and Italy's. Mexico's is, is Mexico's sick. Mexico's are sick as well. And uh, I, I think a lot of the Central American teams. Yeah, um, they do a great jerseys job. Jerseys are really good. But uh, Freddie Freeman had a picture of him in his Canada jersey. And it did not look too great. So, um, but we're talking about um, <laughs> about who will advance in Pool C. So, again, two teams come out of it. I don't see Britain and Canada coming out of this. Um Simply because they're, I don't see those teams as like baseball countries. So I think for me, it comes down to USA, Mexico, and Colombia. Colombia can be sneaky, I uh, would say. I'm not counting them out. I'm not counting them out. Alfaro, Yershela. But I see them. Those are their main guys. But I think we all see, like, unbiasedly. I mean, we are we are all from America, <laughs> but unbiasedly, I think we think that America is coming out of this because it just would the be squad they have a disaster. Yeah, they don't. Be a, oh yeah. my god, it'd be a disaster if they don't. <laughs> um, so, so I think we all think America is coming out of this. I think Mexico is a really good team. To like the, Mexico, yeah. I think they can push uh, deep into this classic, but uh, I will not count Colombia out either. Does anyone disagree? I mean, do, do we see uh, Colombia sneaking past Mexico at all? Uh, no. Or no? I mean, Kara, no. you're. All, it seems like you're on the fence. She's on the fence. I don't know. I. I mean, USA obviously, but I. I don't know. I'm too indecisive. I can't decide. <laughs> I Justin, can't decide. What do you think, Justin? Do you think Colombia has a can push past Mexico at all? I mean, yeah. I mean, we all said that America's staying in there, but yeah. Uh, do you see Colombia pushing through past can past uh, excuse me Mexico or no? Uh, I th- there's always a chance. It's again, yeah. it's baseball. You never know. Sometimes the better team loses, and yeah. that's just what it comes down to. And if they go head to head and it's a tie at the end, if they beat if they beat them in that game, then they could beat Mexico out. So, I, I mean, it's they're definitely gonna be the top three. I I don't I would be surprised if Great Britain does anything or, I mean, yeah, I, I would. I would say seventy thirty that Colombia doesn't make the top two. Yeah, I like that. I like yeah. that percent. Yeah. They're playing each other on sun on Saturday too. So yeah, there you go. So we'll see. I, I feel like what's so cool about this is it's pretty much like the World Cup of baseball, and every game counts. Like you can't, yeah, you can't lose. Pretty much. I mean, right now they can with their exhibition games, thankfully. But um, yeah, get them out of the way. Get them out of the get the losses out of the way. But um, right. but. I mean, every game counts. Like, you have to beat each team no matter how good or how maybe bad these teams are. So Gotta every game business. in their pool is, is, a, is a very – it's very important to keep winning these games. You have to win pretty much every game that you possibly can. So now we'll lastly look at Pool D, which is the most competitive in my yeah. opinion. So They're playing at Marlins Park, right? Yeah, this Marlins Park. Really cool. That's so cool. Yeah. Uh, so you have uh, – you have Puerto Rico, uh, the Dominican Republic, Venezuela, Israel. And Garrett Stubbs is Israel. Yeah. So and then you have uh, Nicaragua as well. So, uh, so yeah. I mean, a lot of great teams. I'm saying it's Dominican Republic and Venezuela simply because of Altuve, honestly. So and they ju- and they also have Torres just other. Too. Yeah, you have they have Suarez as a pitcher. They have um, Glaber Torres is on there. They have Glaber Torres. They have uh, Jose Alvarado in there. They have Salvador Perez. I mean, it's a pretty loaded lineup. Um, so Puerto Rico's lost uh, some of these exhibition games. Uh, so I think it's going to be Dominican Republic and oh. Venezuela simply because they're beating teams like the Mets and stuff like that. And the and uh, I think they beat yeah they beat the Astros ninety eight. So they beat the two top teams in the MLB last season in the regular season. So I think it's going to be Venezuela and Dominican Republic coming out of Pool D. But I'm going to um, take the other side. I'm going to have to. Okay. I'm going to stand up for Puerto Rico here. Okay. So, so up the middle, they're looking at. I'm going with DR, Dominican okay. Republic. But I think up the middle, a former Mets reunion, Lindor and Baez. Uh, we had a brief discussion about Baez last week about yeah. uh, yeah, about the downfall. The downfall. Kike Hernandez. Utility guy. I'm sh- I'm assuming he'll either be in the outfielder at third base. I feel like Kike could be a dark horse because we need like because here's the thing we didn't expect him to pop off in the 2021. He's playoffs. solid. He's been pretty consistent. So I think he might be. He might come out and show up to this ba- World Baseball Classic. Uh, Edwin Diaz is at the back end of the pen. If you have a lead going to the ninth, you have to feel at least semi comfortable that he's yeah. going to come and close it out. 
But yeah, so. Jose Barrios is probably the race. It's fun. It's a it's fun, fun team. It's a fun team for Puerto Rico, and I think this is definitely fun the pool. most competitive one. I mean, Israel looks solid as well. Nicaragua looks Poor solid. Poor Israel and Nicaragua, man. I they're going to get good teams. They're, they're get just in the wrong beat pool. up on. They're yeah. just in the wrong pool. <laughs> wrong pool, yeah. yeah. Um, but Justin, I mean, a lot of teams in this, uh, as we said, competitive. All the, <laughs> pool D is probably the best pool out of all th- out of all four of them. So who do you see coming out of Pool D? I'm assuming DR. Yeah. And who else do you have? Uh, I gotta say, it's tough. It's definitely. It's tough. I would say it's, it's like fifty-five, forty-five. It's definitely not like if one's it's not a, as right. dominant as maybe fifty-one, forty-nine. I mean, it's pretty close. between it's Israel and Nicaragua. Pool definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the bottom team, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I, I I gotta go just Dominican Republic, Venezuela here. Yeah. I mean, in the odds right now, it's. Uh, Dominican Republic has the best odds of ever, any team. Yeah. Venezuela is the fourth ranked team, and then Puerto Rico's sixth. Yeah. Mm. So you have three teams from Pool D that yeah. are the top six, which is great. And I wouldn't have said Venezuela until the past few days. The roster is loaded. Last week, oh, yeah. I would have said Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. But today, I'm saying Venezuela simply because of how they played this past week. So. Altuve's on one of those tears where like he could just win you a game by himself. Exactly. Like, three so for four. He's just nuts at this point, but... Kara, finish us off. Who do you have out of Pool D? I'm assuming DR, but I yeah. mean, the second team is a coin flip at this point. I will go to Brett's side and pick Puerto Let's Rico. Go. Okay. So Let's we're making go. it 50 50 <laughs> here. Um, I think when you talk about pitching staff, as much as talking at Team USA, their starting rotation, how much of a reliever can really carry you? And like like Brett said, in the, in the end of the game, you want somebody to close it down, you you got to go one of the best closers in, in the game. So I think you gotta put bring him in. I think that's could that could be a real difference maker. You talk I mean, Venezuela's uh defense is gonna be really, really good. Their their top of their lineup's gonna be fantastic with Altuve leading it. But I think this this pool is gonna be very, very exciting nonetheless. Because like Justin said, you have top teams these top three three of their teams are the top, some of the top teams in the whole world baseball classic. So yeah. he's gonna be exciting nonetheless. So we've got a lot of baseball to cover throughout you know, we have spring oh, yeah. break next week, but we'll yeah. keep up with all the world baseball classic and two weeks from now we'll be here discussing about it. And then right. World Baseball Classic ends, I think, on the 28th. So, uh, yeah, right yes. before the season starts yeah. for the right. I think it might be a little bit earlier. I know it's it in the 20s. The, I think it's just like it's the 27th or 28th. Okay. But yeah, the ch- well, it says, so Pool A, Pool Play is until the 13th, and then the 15th for Pool D and C. And then it goes to quarterfinals from the 15th to the 18th between all the teams. Semifinals, the 19th to the 20th, and then the championships is 21st. Oh, okay. So, so next time we're here, we'll see. Uh, we'll have a we'll have a we'll, champion. We'll have a champion. We'll have a for champion of the world. World baseball classic. So, so we have a lot to talk about. We got yeah. we got to keep our eyes posted and yes, provide all the eyes. updates for the world baseball classic. And then we got spring training on the way as well. So yeah. we're gonna have a, a lot of content with the next exactly. time, time yeah. we have. So we're back on the on radio. Yeah, so again, and the week after we'll have opening day. So so we're just gonna be really busy <laughs> yeah, at the we're station. Yeah, really <laughs> <laughs> get all this baseball knowledge. To of you course, guys, right? So. It's exciting nonetheless. But that will wrap this one up for our episode of the World Baseball Classic coverage and spring training coverage and all the updates leading up to the start of the regular season for the MLB. And that's the 10th inning podcast for Caraguno, Jack Miller, Justin Locke, and Brett Miller. Thank you so much for joining us on RoanRadio.com Channel 2. You've been listening to the 10th inning podcast with your hosts, Jack Miller and Caraguno. Make sure to tune in weekly for new episodes. You can find 10th inning and every Rowan Radio sports podcast by searching for Rowan Radio On Demand Sports wherever you find your podcasts.